This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. This is Mike Smith filling in for Simi today. Let's talk now about the longest surviving orca in captivity. That would be Corky, the killer whale, captured in the waters of British Columbia and has been living in SeaWorld in San Diego ever since. Now imagine this, how long ago this was. 50 years. That's amazing. 50 years ago, this orca was captured, a juvenile orca, in 1969 and has been in captivity at SeaWorld ever since. And there has been a long-standing campaign to try to return these whales to the wild, including this particular whale, Corky. Have a listen to this. And you talk about going back into the time machine here. This is a report from ABC News in the United States in 1993. So we're going to go back 27 years now to listen to this report about Corky the Killer Whale. Have a listen. In San Diego, there is a daughter who has not seen her family for 24 years. Over a thousand miles away in Canada, her family who last saw her when she was abducted at the age of four. This is the story of Corky, a female killer whale whose real-life dilemma has been thrust into the spotlight because of a make-believe story. Can you go in circles? <laughs> Free Willy tells the tale of a young boy who befriends a captive killer whale, then helps him escape to his family, who live in the ocean just outside a fictional theme park. The greatest adventure of the summer. Corky, meanwhile, is one of the orcas playing the role of Shamu at SeaWorld. Unlike other aquariums, SeaWorld has successfully bred orcas in captivity. Corky has not been so lucky. Since her capture in 1969, she has lost six babies. Those advocating her release believe Corky's offspring would have lived in the wild and that Corky herself would live longer if freed from captivity. You know, SeaWorld has made enough money off of her. They've profited enough. It's time for them to return the favor and, and let her go back to her family. But Corky's caretakers at SeaWorld are opposed to her release. I see an animal that's happy. And I, I see life in an oceanarium as not being bad, just different than life in the wild. Jim McBain is Corky's doctor at SeaWorld. He says Corky has lived under the care of humans for too long to survive a return to the ocean. It might be a great experiment, but uh, as Corky's veterinarian and somebody that's known her for six years, uh, I wouldn't really be interested in seeing her involved in the experiment. Bottom line, you don't think Corky should be freed? I think that it would be closer to a death sentence than freedom. This is where Corky spent the first four years of her life, in the waters around Vancouver Island, in British Columbia, off Canada's west coast. SeaWorld says she's been gone too long to feel at home here again. But those pushing for her release say she would be happiest here. Which raises a question. Do these animals really feel emotions? Or do human beings impose their emotions on them? Something called anthropomorphism. To claim that Corky is happy at SeaWorld to me is the greatest anthropomorphic error of all time. How can they possibly know what is in Corky's mind? Okay, that voice you heard there at the very end in that 27-year-old report from ABC News 
is the voice of Dr. Paul Spong from Orca Lab, and he has been advocating for the release of Corky and, and other orcas for a, a long, long time, as you can imagine. He joins me now on the phone. Hi, Paul. Morning. Happy New Year, Mike. Happy New Year to you, too. What is it? How do you feel when you go way back? I mean, there's a 27-year-old news report talking about Corky there, and uh, there's your voice, and here we are 27 years later, and you're still fighting for her release. How does that make you feel to hear that? Well, it, it, actually, that was a great story, uh, and I, I, I enjoyed it um, a lot, and along with others that, that uh, happened around about that time. But yeah, it has been a very, very long uh, period of waiting for SeaWorld to come around, and they're still as obstinate now as they were right back then when, when, uh, when that uh, report happened. So, But, you know, the fact is she's still alive. Mike. Yes. And that means she still has a chance. And not only that, um, things have changed so much in the in sort of the public mind about uh, orcas in captivity at this point. And I do believe that if uh, SeaWorld uh, does come around to the point of view that she can and should go back home, and we have a place for her, um, then uh, they would benefit greatly uh, from it. Because, you know, uh, since the Blackfish movie came out, they've been up against the wall in terms of the public perception of what they're doing. I think this could really help them. I want to ask you about the plan there to return uh, this particular orca and others back to the wild. Because I, I think it's a fascinating idea. But when you talk about this particular whale, as you mentioned, still in captivity for 50 years, yeah. that's a, that is a long time. And Now, do you think that that... I mean, is, would SeaWorld turn around and say, well, this shows that these whales are fine in captivity. Look how long this whale has lived in captivity. 50 years is a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's their total argument. They're, they're doing all, all the right things. But, you know, Corky's an, an outlier. She's an exception. Uh, she, most uh, of the orcas that are uh, taken into captivity die relatively quickly. The environment is so stressful to them, and the average longevity of, of a captive orca taken from the wild is only about 10 years. So, mm. you know, living 50 years in, in captivity is an absolute exception. And I think it shows one thing, and that is that Corky has immense strength within her strength within her to withstand the conditions of captivity. You know, and if you understand that, that these are acoustic animals, for one thing, right. uh, and that in a concrete tank, they're totally shut off from all of the sounds of the ocean, the natural sounds that they were, that they were born into and made them what they are. Not only that, they're, they're shut off from their family. And, you know, what, one of the mm. things that we've learned over the years since uh, orcas were, were, were captive uh, first is that uh, orcas live in very close family groups. They're bonded for life. The resident orcas, like Corky, uh, is are totally bonded for life. And, uh, you know, you take those two essential elements away from an individual, whether it's a human or, 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 or a whale, you're really damaging them. And I think that the fact that Corky has survived shows that she's a, she has incredible internal strength. You've been uh, studying these animals for a long time. Do you remember when Corky was captured way back in 1969 in the waters of British Columbia? Oh, absolutely. I wasn't there at the moment of, of capture, but I was there the next day. And I, I saw the whole scene, you know, the separation of the whales into wow. pens and, and lifting them out uh, of, of the water and on, onto trucks and, and being carried away. 
And it was a, an, an amazing spectacle. But back then, you know, we knew nothing about orcas. We didn't know what their family situation was at all. And it was only after that capture happened that I uh, actually went up to Alert Bay, which is, was called the home of the killer whale at, at the time, and talked to uh, people, fishermen and, and First Nations people about where one might go to set up a camp, you know, to see orcas in the wild. And that, that's how Orca Lab started, uh, wow. actually, back in 1970. But um, the thing, the, the fact is, you know, that if we bring managed to bring Corky back and it's a risky enterprise I have to have to say that right off the top uh, transporting uh, a whale uh, all, that, all that distance that's been in captivity for such a long time is, is fraught with risks uh, Mike um, but if she survives that uh, then I think we have, we have a place for her on uh, Hanson Island, not far from where we are at Okalab. Uh, also, if you remember the case of Springer, uh, not yes. far from where she was held briefly before returning to her family. Okay. But it, it's, a, it's a fabulous place. It's called Double Bay. Uh, it has a, a deep entrance into it. Uh, an enclosure can be built there that Corky could... Uh, be cared for and she would have to be cared for by the same people who care for her now, SeaWorld staff. Uh, she would uh, be cared for and she would be safe. She'd be back in the ocean uh, and her family could visit her. And, you know, what's, what's, what's to lose from SeaWorld's point of view? Okay, so you would you'd put the orca back into the wild and I presume you would have to fence off or have some netting around the opening of this bay? Is that how it would not work? Around, yeah, not around the opening of the bay, inside the bay. Uh, okay. there's a, there's, uh, you know, it, it's a bay that's, that's used, uh, for example, by fishermen to come in and, and, and tie up and for people to catch crabs and stuff like that. Um, uh, but it's a big bay, and it has an, uh, enough space in it that an enclosure could be built that would be at least 50 acres in size, far, far bigger than, than where she is right, right now. Uh, and uh, mm. she would be cared for. She would have to be ha- have to all of the things that happened to her in captivity, including feeding her and doing all these medical things that relate to keeping her alive, which she will claims is such a great success, uh, would have to be continued. Uh, and in the meantime, you know, Blackfish Sound, where this is located, is one of the main thoroughfares for resident orcas coming into and moving around the area. And her family, her it's it's known as the A5 part now, uh, is uh, one of the most common uh, groups that we see. And in, in, in the wintertime especially, it's the most common group that comes into the area. So Corky would actually have uh, opportunities to interact with her family year-round in that place. And I, I, we, you know, we don't know what will happen, Mike. You've got to yeah. say that. We don't know what will happen. But I think it's a huge opportunity, not just for Corky, but for SeaWorld. Okay, you heard in the in that historic news report we played there, Paul, you heard a SeaWorld official say, no, you can't do this. If you did this, if you put this animal back into a wild environment, it would be a death sentence for Corky. How do you respond to that? Uh, well, you know, it, maybe it would, but uh, I don't yeah. believe so. I, I think it would be a new opportunity to live. But, you know, if you think about it from SeaWorld's point of view, if they got involved in this and actually uh, Corky was transported, if if she didn't survive the transport, they could say, 
there you go. We were right all the time. You know, so that would be a win for them. If she comes mm. back and she survives and she thrives in captivity, meets her family again, SeaWorld would be totally involved in that. And they would be able to say, wow, look what a success we managed to pull off. So it's a win-win for them, I think. Okay. What is SeaWorld's official position on the idea? Not a chance. They won't even no. consider it. They won't even talk to us, Mike. Mm-hmm. So is there any hope at all of making this happen for this whale or perhaps for, for other whales in captivity? Uh, well, we, we, as I say, as long as Corky's alive, she has a chance, and we will keep mm. hoping that at some point SeaWorld will have a conversation with us. And if they have a conversation with us, we may be able to turn them around. It, what we want to do is invite them to come to Double Bay to see the place for, herself, for, for themselves so that they have uh, you know, a hands-on uh, experience of what, what would follow if they cooperated. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's a it's it's a long shot either way. A long shot yeah. getting uh, SeaWorld to to cooperate. A long shot to to bring Corky home. But in a, in a way, a, a, all of the ideas that we have are a long shot. But if they if they succeeded, I think it would be a great thing for SeaWorld and a great thing for whales. And to, to your other point, you know, the the whale sanctuary project that is well under motion right now. Uh, is, uh, is, is absolutely in line with what we've been talking about all of these years, building a place in the ocean where captives could come uh, and live in natural circumstances, still be cared for, but still in way, way better situation than they are in a concrete tank. It's a fascinating idea, and we continue to follow it closely. Paul, thank you for spending some time with us today to talk about it. No worries, and thanks, uh, thanks for doing this, Mike. You take good care.